Hello, this is Mark Perez, Director of Communications and Administrative Services with Saddleback Valley Unified School District, and you are listening to our new podcast, Saddleback Valley Shares. Uh, today, we have our special guest from our virtual academy school, our principal of that site, Glenn Geocaris, uh, here joining us this morning. Good morning, Mr. Geocaris. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, we're excited to have you because you are responsible for, you're the principal of a site called our Saddleback Valley Virtual Academy. Academy, which uh, the reason we want to bring you on here is because that's a newer school here in our district and there's some questions about that so we wanted to talk to you find out who you are what you're all about what your school is all about and uh, kind of just hear from you what it looks like on a daily basis for the students that attend that because it's a different uh, dynamic than what we're used to in a traditional k-12 setting so why don't we go ahead and just start off with a quick intro of you Glenn and tell us who you are what you're about and how you came to be the principal of the virtual Academy yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you about this because there are a lot of questions about what does an online or blended education look like. So hopefully we can answer some of those questions. Um, so I, after college, I wanted to get out of the U.S. So I spent a few years traveling and working in different parts of Africa and Washington, D.C. before. And I was working mainly with adults uh, in uh, political consulting and political education. Got a little bit tired of working um, with adults and found that uh, working with uh, students uh, fit me much better because of their idealism and their willingness to to change and see the future. And so that's how I got into education, went back, got my master's in education at UCLA, started teaching in LA Unified in downtown. And then- Go Bruins, quick plug there. <laughs> Um, I don't want to uh, take away from any uh, USC fans, <laughs> um, but uh, taught for in, in downtown LA for a number of years and then started to make my way south, taught in Orange, became an administrator in Orange, then was hired in Saddleback as an administrator at Tribuco Hills High School. And then the opportunity um, arose for this position. I applied and was selected. Uh, I'm, it's, it's been for me uh, really enjoyable because I get the opportunity to be creative and work with some visionary educators. Nice. Obviously, your background's kind of outside of the box and not traditional, mm -hmm. so I can mm -hmm. see how those two kind of collided yeah. to help uh, create but, this. But I think what's interesting is that I had a very traditional education background. And so I was, you know, very much in terms of did well in school, took the AP classes, went directly to college. And what I found when I left college is that education was lacking. My path was so prescribed that when I got out, I felt in some way, some way aimless and had no idea of how to design my life because I hadn't been given any sort of uh, guided support to do this. And so that's one of the things that we want to do for our students is that we want to lay a foundation for them, provide structure, but also provide the opportunity for them to try different things out so that when they, you know, when they do become a young adult, they are not completely without tools to navigate these uncharted waters for them. 
Great. So I think you kind of just hit the nail on the head about what the Virtual Academy is about, and we'll really kind of unpack that as we continue on this episode. But uh, just a quick background. We got your background, uh, and we know that the VA, VA is the acronym we use for Virtual mm-hmm, Academy, mm-hmm. just much easier to say. Uh, can you just give us a quick little blurb on how that, because we're already in year three now, Yes. but can you just tell us how that kind of came into existence? Because for some people, yeah. while it's been around for three years, may have no idea. They may still have some questions. Is yeah. it a real school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is it accredited? How does mm-hmm. all that work? So how did it come into existence real quick? And then we can get to what it looks like today. Yeah, absolutely. We started three years ago with just our kinder through eighth grade program. And we have two classrooms currently housed still at Melinda Heights, where our students come in a couple of days a week. And that we can speak more about why we do uh, the blended learning a little bit later. But so we started that first year just as K-8. And then that second year, we absorbed our independent study school Miramonte. And so uh, before we did that, we became uh, WASC accredited. We have our NC2A credentials. We have what's called a CIF multi-school agreement. So our students who are high school students who wanna participate in sports can do so at their resident high school. And so we've been a K-12 accredited school now for the last two years. And so we, you know, students, high school students can take one or two classes with us or they can take uh, their whole uh, their whole suite of classes with us. And we have an A through G curriculum. So students go directly from us to Cal State UC private school and so forth. But again, again, we still have that K-8 school. Uh, for students who are in the younger grades. Awesome. I just think it's important for our listeners to understand this wasn't just a random last minute thought like, oh, let's open up an online school, right? It was something that was really planned to meet a need that we really needed to here in our district. And so with that being said, uh, what drives you and your team uh, there at the Virtual Academy? Kind of what's the thought process Mm -hmm. behind what you do on a daily basis? Yeah, I think for all of us uh, who are working at the Virtual Academy. We currently have uh, myself, uh, six other educators and two clerks. We all come with a a sincere enthusiasm to to support students. And ultimately, we want to be able to equip students with the skills and competencies to live socially engaged, personally meaningful and productive lives is kind of what we've centered on. Okay, nice. Um, And that really ties into our vision here at Saddleback Valley Unified School District Mm -hmm. with um, intentional lesson design, engaging strategies, and innovative uh, practices. And like you said, to support our students, not only now, but once they leave our classrooms as well, right? So it sounds like it's a perfect little marriage right there between what you're doing at your virtual Mm -hmm. academy, Mm -hmm. uh, how that plays into our district-wide vision. No, I mean, absolutely, and the district has been a a huge support in building this, Um, and I think that's one of the things we always stress as well, like you said, this is just not a flash in the pan. This is something that uh, we, as an entire district, believe in and want to support moving forward. Okay, great. So I think we have a good understanding of the background, of who you are, who your Mm -hmm. team is, what the purpose is. Now let's get down to, I think our listeners really would want to hear, what is the Virtual Academy What's the structure of that? What does it really look like to be a student there on a daily basis at the academy? Yeah, I think I have to take that in a couple uh, a couple pieces because first, our, our K-8 students. So our all, first of all, to start, all of the um, lessons and assignments are pushed out online. And so students receive their assignments. They have uh, a lot of choice over the place, the pace, and the path 
in which they complete those learning activities. But for our K-8 students, we also require them to come in two days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for four hours. Uh, so we blend the learning. And the reason we do that is because um, as a school, we feel really responsible for providing the best possible education for our students. And we know that research says that having at least uh, a few hours of interaction with the teacher and with their peers really raises their academic achievement. Um, and we wanna provide them with uh, the ability to dialogue with their teacher and to dialogue with their peers. And like I said, the other thing is, for many students, um, the structure of the traditional school day provides them with the, the pace and the path, and that helps to plan out their day. And then when you pull that away, sometimes some students can feel very uh, uh, lost and just kind of free-floating. And so those blended learning days also ground the students and provide the teachers with opportunities to check in with them. So it's not two or three weeks before the students get feedback on if they're missing assignments or their, their assignments need to be improved upon. So we provide those blended learning days so the students have a lot of interaction with each other. We're building a sense of community. Uh, they have opportunities to go out on the playground and play. Um, our seventh and eighth graders usually are out there playing basketball. And so it, it's really a, a unique experience for them. Nice. So it sounds like, you know, I think sometimes we hear or some of the fears uh, and it could be very, you know, founded or unfounded are that if you do a virtual academy where it's an online, mostly type of uh, environment that the students don't get that social interaction that they need with their peers and then with right. their teachers as well. So it sounds like with a virtual academy, you're addressing that definitely twice a week. They come on to twice campus. a week. Our K-8 students come on to campus. And absolutely, this is intentional on our part, both in terms of the academic process, as well as the belief that students need to continue to develop those social emotional skills uh, because ultimately our fulfillment and happiness in life is really predicated on our ability to form uh, authentic relationships with one another and so we want to help in a uh, safe and secure environment provide that for our students. Awesome. So that's addressing the K-8 students, correct? Yes, correct. And then if we look at the 9 through 12, is there that blended learning model as well, or does that look a little different once I get to that level? It's a little different in that it's more um, individualized. Okay. Our K-8 students move through the curriculum as a cohort. And so our high school students have a lot more flexibility over their pace and place in terms of how they complete their assignments. So again, the assignments and, and the courses are all online, but we still do require them to come in for what we're calling at this point teacher meetings for two hours twice a week. Okay. And it's kind of a similar thought process behind it is it provides structure for them. It provides an opportunity for the teachers to give feedback. It provides an opportunity for us to do some community building. And it also provides the teachers an opportunity to do some other assignments and projects with them that are hands-on and in-person. That's fantastic. So is there also opportunities for those high school students to do anything on their, we'll call it their home campuses, I guess is what, is that the term we're using? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a home campus, resident school campus, but for, for the sake of the podcast, it's called home campus, but absolutely. So students can take four classes with us and then they can take two classes at their home campus. So a student could take their, their, their math, their science, their PE, and their um, English with us. 
and then take an AP class and play a sport at their home campus. Okay, awesome. So they can still do sports as well. Absolutely. Like I said, we have this multi-school agreement which allows them to participate at their home high school. Awesome. So the high school kids, just for our listeners, just to kind of uh, summarize what Glenn was just sharing is that our high school students, grades nine through 12, have the option to be on, take classes at the virtual academy, but also take an amount, a set amount of classes at their home school and participate in uh, sports. Yeah. And I know they're also encouraged and allowed to go ahead and uh, uh, still be part of the social aspect of that school. So through dances, for example, mm-hmm. you have an agreement with the high schools and you uh, communicate with the high school principals yeah. to make sure the students are able to attend those. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have, that's one of the great things about coming up in this district a little bit is I have wonderful relationships with um, my peers at each of the campuses. And so if there's any questions, we can always reach out and talk to each other. Um, but yeah, we encourage our students to continue to stay involved with their home campus. And then we also allow students who are full-time at their home or resident campus to take one or two classes with us. So they could do four classes at Mission, Tribuco, Laguna, El Toro, and then complete their schedule by taking one or two classes with us just to provide a little bit more flexibility in their schedule. So if I'm understanding this correctly, just hearing you list all the different types of options that our 9th through 12th graders have, it sounds like each student kind of has their own individual experience with you, right? Some mm-hmm. may choose to take the bulk of their classes at the virtual academy and mm-hmm. maybe one and a sport at their home school or right. the opposite. They're doing mostly at their home school and one or two with you yeah. or a blended mix where they can socialize, do sports at mm-hmm. their home school mm-hmm. and maybe all their classes. So it's really kind of an individualized menu for each student. Is that is Absolutely. accurate and understanding that? Yeah, most certainly. Um, we want to as much as possible provide students with those opportunities and options because you know students have they're very engaged in in club sports or in working or in acting and so some students need a little bit more flexibility the students that are what we call primarily enrolled with us are those that are taking four or more classes so those are the ones that our counselor is meeting with that we are making sure that they're meeting the grad requirements um same thing for our k-8 students we are responsible for them we have our counselor we have our kind of administration and so but the students who are taking one or two classes with us we're just providing those classes for them their home campuses are still primarily responsible for them okay so it sounds like a lot of communication and planning between the home school and the virtual academy when you have those yeah most certainly right yeah absolutely awesome so if for our parents maybe that are listening right now and thinking well that's a great idea you know that's a great option, um, but why would I send my student to a virtual academy, so, mm-hmm. to the virtual academy? I guess what's yeah. the type of target student that we're looking at, yeah. or well, who is it appropriate for? If we have a parent in their car listening right now and they're thinking, oh, well, that's cool, but why would I want to do that? I guess, can you can you give us some reasons? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's kind of four, for lack of a better word, uh, profiles of students that come to the virtual academy. We've got a type of student who is just looking for to have a different learning environment. Um, Maybe they've got, um, they want a little bit more balance in their life. So for example, we have one student who was taking as a freshman all AP and honors classes, was participating in sports, but was finding that he was just maxed. And because of that, he was not able to do other things that he enjoyed, play his musical instrument and so forth. He came to us his sophomore year and he took four classes with us. He continued to take one AP class 
at his home campus, continued to play sports at his home campus, and then also took a college class at Saddleback Community College. And in his mind, then he was now able to play his musical instrument. And in his mind, his life was so much more balanced. He had uh, he, he had so much more room to breathe. And so that's one type of student we see. Another has got another type would be somebody who's got um, large commitments outside of schooling. So, for example, they may be elite athletes, actresses, actresses. So we had one student that was um, a professional um, athlete already, and, and um, he needed a very flexible schedule. And so we were able to work with him in that regard. We have uh, another type of student who may be looking for a more relevant education. And that flexibility provides relevance, and it's something that our teachers are very focused on. So. In regards to this student, she was very interested in business already and very interested in the world of work. And so she needed more flexibility to be able to do that. So she came to us, was taking all of her classes with us, uh, was also a manager at the, um, at the business that she was working at, ultimately graduated with us and went directly on to a four-year university where she's now in the honors business program there. And then the, the uh, other student may be somebody who's got health concerns, physical or mental. So in terms of anxiety, depression, maybe there's some sort of medical, physical medical conditions that inhibit them from being able to participate in the normal flow of a traditional school. And so because of the flexibility that we provide, they're able to, uh, to access their curriculum and in many regards, we see a lot of students thrive uh, because we work really hard at creating a safe space for them, creating the opportunity for them to form deep connections with the teachers. Nice. So it sounds like you're really, there isn't one typical, if you will, in quotes, type of student that goes to the virtual academy. It's very much like our comprehensive sites where you have all different types of students and you're just trying to meet their needs and help them along yeah. the path. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that because, again, we're based as a Saddleback Valley Unified School, we're able to offer um, opportunities that say other schools that are outside of a district, say a charter school or a private school are not able to because we're able to draw on the resources of our entire district. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important, right? Because we may have listeners asking, well, what's the difference between this and me going to XY exactly. online school, right? Yeah. So being housed within our unified school district, just provide so many different supports that maybe yeah. another school wouldn't have. Yeah, I think that I always think that the, the main key beyond the opportunities to take, you know, participate in music at their residence school, participate in sports, but, um, you know, variety of AP classes is also the fact that our teachers are housed in a specific place and are interacting with the students and so they're not even though this is a virtual academy we also very much understand that the future of school and work is not with a robot it's the blend and learning how to blend the the computer the technology with our own humanity and so our students come in they work with the teachers they work with the peers and that really separates us from our um, you know the outside the schools outside of the district who may have teachers all over the country 
um, that are teaching these lessons. It really sounds like putting that humanity piece into it, right? Yeah. Ensuring that they do have that person that they can speak to, they can come physically talk to, and it's not just all online virtual. They have that component to meet those uh, needs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think I've said this several times, but that is a significant focus of ours. And I think that that may be something that we are all feeling as individuals is how has technology in some ways dehumanized us? So how can we, um, knowing that the, the pace of technology, technology improvement is just rapid, right. and how can we step in understanding that but use technology as a tool not the end all be all of what we're about. So we're not looking to create um, students that are just kind of robotic, that are responding to algorithms. We're, we're trying to create real humans who know how to operate in the 21st century where machine learning and artificial intelligence and biotechnology is something that we as, as a society are going to have to, have to work with and, and the the moral dilemmas that are posed by that we're gonna to have to grapple with. Right, well that's fantastic. It sounds like you have it dialed in. It sounds like the Virtual Academy really does meet needs, so many different needs of different types of students. And I think you you know, kind of unpacked it right now. One of the main critiques may be, well, it's virtual, they don't get that social aspect, but it sounds like you really are addressing that through your site, so. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So how do people find out anything, uh, additional information about the Virtual Academy? Who do they go to? Who do they call? Do you have a website? Mm -hmm. where, where are you? Yeah, right. So uh, they can find out uh, more about us. We do have a website, so it's, uh, you know, you can access it through the Saddleback Valley website and then just we're housed under on the website under alternative schools. And so you just click on Virtual Academy. Awesome. So go to www.svusd.org. That takes us to the main Saddleback Valley Unified School District website. And through there, you can patch through to Virtual Academy. Yeah, um, this is fantastic. It's a great option. I know it's newer, right? We're in year three. Is that mm -hmm. accurate? So yeah. I think this was a great conversation to kind of just uh, share out what you're all about and what you do across the street. Is there anything else now that we have our listeners here? Is there anything else you want to share before we sign off for today, Mr. Geo Karras? The last thing is, is if even if your uh, son or daughter or neighbor is not currently interested in attending, um, what we're trying to also do is form community partnerships because ultimately we think that the best form of education is one where we're blending public and private partnerships. And so if you are interested in being a part of what we're doing, uh, just as a, even as a resource as a, to brainstorm different ideas, we would love to hear from you. So please reach out to us, give us a call. Um, you can 949-980-3457. Uh, and we are, uh, we would love to hear from you. Do you do tours for interested families? Mr. Oh, most certainly. Okay. Yeah, we, are, that's, we, we do them quite frequently because people do wanna see what this is all about. And so we are more than happy to do uh, a tour. We probably do one at least once a week. Great, that's good to know. In case any of you listeners are interested and want to see what it does look like, uh, you can reach out to the Virtual Academy through the website or through the phone number. One more time, Mr. Geo Karras, what's that phone number? So it's 949-580-3457. Great, well thank you for taking time to come in. I know you're super busy across the street. It's a fantastic program, it takes a lot of work. So thanks for all you're doing here in our district to offer this opportunity and innovative program to our students and families. We appreciate it and we hope to see it continue to grow. Thanks for your time, Mr. Geo Karras. Thank you and thanks for having me.